The following program, The Inclusive Voice, is sponsored by Diversity MBA Media and to the extent applicable, their guests. The views and opinions expressed therein do not necessarily reflect those of Newsweb Radio Company or its management. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to this frisky Saturday morning um, to the Inclusive Voice. I'm your host, Pam McElvain. I'm so excited to be here with you wrapping up January. Can you believe it? We are wrapping up the month of January of 2023. So, you know, we thought as we closed the month this year, um, last year we actually had two experts that provided um, goals for us at the end of each segment. We had our bold goals, um, our um CEO at Copco of Bold Business, who brought to us um, some incredible leadership goals and strategies and actions, and he's also the author of um, Project Life, Project Bold Life. And so we have him coming on this morning, um, first part of our show, to share with us, you know, what you could do, where you are, and how you can accelerate um, to achieve actions that you want. And in the second half of our show, we have our other uh, segment host of Mind Your Money to kind of talk about some of the best tips um, that she shared during last year. The combination of these two experts really helped fill out, you know, what we wanted to, to bring forward and some, you know, new new behaviors and thinking throughout the year. And so the other thing, um, though, before we, you know, get started and bring on our first guest, I, I, I must say that I'm saddened once again, you know, to hear about, you know, what's happening, you know, with the trauma, the continued trauma of violence um, among, you know, certain police officers. We clearly know um, this is not the state of our police our policing, um, but we do know every time this happens, um, just as it has in Miami, what was mentioned earlier, it continues to create um, a state of uh, psychological unsafety for us. So, um, so with that, we are going to bring forward with us our first guest this morning. Um, good morning, Ed. How are you? Good morning, Pam. I'm fantastic this morning. Hey, so where are you calling in from this morning, Ed? I'm calling in from St. Petersburg, Florida, and I'm looking out on Tampa Bay and looking forward to a beautiful day down here. <laughs> okay, I needed that energy from you. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you for sharing. You know, um, I know we're going we're gonna to talk about... Um, you know, just some of the great work you provided to help, you know, make our show uh, a great success last year. But, you know, one of the things um, that continues to, that we continue to, um, you know, to live in is like this, this state of, um, of trauma and the lack of psychological safety just within our communities. And, you know, and the continuance of hearing about, you know, clearly we have, you know, when you have a mass shooting, that's mental illness or what have you. But when you're hearing about, you know, again, um, people being, you know, gunned down, you know, by our by police officers and and the continued increase in crime, I just, you know, I continue to stay sad. And every time I get inspired, then something like this happens. 
And so I just wanted to, um, you know, just, you know, maybe things that, you know, people can do to maybe help, you know, reflect. One of the things I thought about uh, that you do is you take time every day to, to, to reset and, and um, to be able to face, you know, what's going on. So, so share with us some of the things when you're, when you're kind of facing this kind of trauma, what folks can, um, and what you do, actually. I think just some of the practices yeah. you have are great. Yeah. Well, first off, um, you know, I just want to express my, my sympathies and sadness about uh, what, is, what has happened here. Uh, you know, there, it's very unfortunate that, you know, uh, humans, there's uh, uh, at times we all have, you know, let's call it some good and bad in us. And, you know, uh, when we see some of these kinds of events, it's just tragic and, and very upsetting to us all. And uh, I know for myself, you know, there's uh, an important uh, aspect of uh, what I have found because I've had, you know, a number of traumas in my life with uh, death of a wife and other other types of uh uh, things and uh, I I have sought you know through prayer and meditation and particularly I uh, I I know we've spoken about this before is that I find taking t- uh, twenty minutes and uh, one or two times a day uh, once to start my day and once to uh, more a little bit later in the day to uh, meditate and just find peace within uh, it is an extremely important thing because at the end of the day, our peace and our uh, mental health comes from within ourselves. Uh, the external world is the external world, but, you know, uh, somehow refocusing inward and finding that peace is, uh, is something that I have found a very important activity. You know, thank you for sharing that. And that's why I wanted, you know, I actually adopted those practices. So um, that's why I wanted you to share that because there's so much we can't control, right? But what we can control um, is what we need to do. So, you know, I want to just congratulate you, Ed um, Ed Coppico, CEO of Bold Business, um, who also uh, was Fortune 1,000 CEO, large organization, current CEO of other great innovations. Um, he's my, my role model and mentor. And, Ed, I just, um, you know, the best-selling author, <laughs> you know, of Project Boat Life, just kind of want to step back uh, for a minute and just kind of, you know, just ask you, what, what inspired you, you know, to write a book about goals? <laughs> I mean, you know, people would think that to, that you know they would think really, really, but but I mean, you took it to another level. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it, it's something that um, so it, it, it to me that a lot of people have goals, but I think that what we've seen is that all of us in our individual life have struggled with not just maybe setting them, but the actual accomplishment of them. And if it was so easy, we would just forever be successful and always accomplishing all our goals. So there's quite a struggle, you know, within us as 
you know, individuals to sometimes find how do I how do I put together the right steps, system, whatever to find success for myself. And I've seen, you know, uh, and through my uh, business life and personal life, people accomplish many, many amazing things. And I started to observe over these years what they, what some of the steps were, what some of the differences that people made com- compared to others who were not as successful. And I said, you know, this is something that should be documented and shared. And so I didn't write this book for uh, the purpose of, you know, trying to become wealthy or anything like that. I wrote it because it was, for me, it was one of an important item for my personal giving back to the world in terms of saying, I hope you find, you know, a few nuggets of inspiration and uh, help so that you can have a better, more happy, happy life for yourself. Yeah, you know, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you for this contribution. Um, in giving back. So we really appreciate, you know, I appreciate that and, and the world has too because you're a best-selling author. You guys, we're going to take a commercial break, but I ask that you call in. We're live 773-763-9278 because once you hear um, some more of the, just the key strategies that you can use in achieving your own goals, please call in and ask our expert um, at Copco any questions in terms of where you are and where you'd like to be and what we can do to share where you can go to, to, to access the book and more information. So we'll be right back right after this commercial break. Everyone's talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Let Diversity MBA Media bring you up to speed on the discussion. With benchmarking services that help enterprises gauge and expand the diversity of their workforces, to fresh, insightful, deep dive articles on the Diversity MBA website. CEO Pam Micklevane leverages years of experience and some of the foremost thought leaders on diversity, equity, and inclusion to spread the DEI message and curate content that educates and enlightens. In addition, Diversity MBA Media hosts annual conferences that bring together speakers from all across the DEI spectrum, with thousands of virtual attendees learning industry best practices from a wide range of perspectives. Check out Diversity MBA Media, join the diversity, equity, and inclusion movement, and be a part of the discussion. www.diversitymbamagazine.com Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Pam McElvain, here with my guest, Ed Kopko. And so before we dive in, take a deep dive, Ed, I would just like to, you know, remind some of our audiences, you know, who you are. I mean, I know I gave them the high level, but if you don't mind, just giving us a little bit about your background, sharing a little bit of your story before we dive into into the goal part. Um, I mean, you're definitely this incredible leader and you've done a lot of different things, but um, can you share with us, you know, a little bit of your journey. You started in corporate and you become an entrepreneur and you're giving back and servant leadership. i just take a few minutes to share your story if you don't mind. Sure. Well, thank you. Thank you, Pam. So um, I'm a business executive, primarily a father, uh, 
a husband and a, a, a person who enjoys uh, contributing to the rest of the world in, in any way that I uh, have some skills to offer. Uh, I have been running public, public companies and now currently private companies for uh, as CEO for over 30, 30 plus years with thousands of employees. And, you know, I've had through my journey the good fortune of interacting with major successful businesses, enterprises, and people. And, you know, through that process, I've had, uh, um, as I mentioned in the, earth, in the previous segment, uh, had the opportunity to kind of get to understand how people uh, manage themselves, how they find success, and apply some of those principles inside my businesses for success. And more importantly, just learn about it uh, as a gift, a uh, gift that I've received and now sharing some of those lessons through my, my book speaking and, and other activities. And, you know, and I want to just let our audience know you truly are the real deal. <laughs> you, you truly are. And and so um, so your book uh, that you wrote, um, has it been two years, Ed? Yeah, it's uh, it, it's been out two years, and you know wow. it's uh, <laughs> exciting because it, it continues to you know to have sales and and get support, and more importantly, yeah. I I love seeing how people use the system and have shared yes. with me at times in terms of how insightful once they put the time into it, how insightful the book is in terms of offering some of those little nuanced steps and tricks and tips and techniques to help them become more successful. You know, absolutely. And I've embedded it into, you know, even the training and the work we do because it, it is, it's, it's just ways people don't think about it. So, um, and so if people want though to, you know, we'll mention this a couple times, but if they want to uh, go get the book, of course it's on Amazon, but where, what site can they go to if they just want to learn more? Yeah, well, they can uh, purchase the book on Amazon, Project Bold Life. Also, my author site and personal site, edkopko.com, edkopko.com, uh, there is uh, 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 some other uh, uh, opportunities to buy some uh, mugs and other types of things for bold living. And uh, I also have a free newsletter for people that want to uh, get a little dose of bold bold. Uh, old in their mailbox. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Um, edcopco.com. So uh, just so that you know, there's a lot of resources there that's that's really great for folks. And I wanted to make sure people had an opportunity to write that down. So, you know, Ed, just, you know, it's been a year and uh, two years that people have even been actually diving into your book. But one of the things that we do know is that when people start to set goals, for the most part, they don't achieve them. <laughs> um, and so why is that? Yeah, well, the, um, the, there's three big factors, I think, uh, Pam, that I've kind of observed. One of the, 
I think the most important one is a lack of of a system for goal accomplishment. It's very simple and easy to write a goal. It's very different to have a system where you manage yourself and have a plan for that success. It's a a principle in business, but uh, we don't necessarily transfer it to our personal lives. The other part of it is, is that for a lot of people, they have uninspiring goals. They'll say they want to save a little more or, you know, uh, lose a couple pounds, but it's not um, quite specific and inspiring enough. And it doesn't have enough, you know, people don't have enough fire, you know, inside of them to be able to stay the course and actually go accomplish the goal. Uh, And the third factor, which I think is, uh, I have a, uh, and I know you've, you've used this sheet quite a bit. There are a lot of people who write down goals and they're the wrong goal. Um, they don't know their why. They don't know their why. And therefore, the goal never gets accomplished yes. because they haven't found that deep purpose of why am I doing this? Why do I want this? Why is this important to me? And so the goal just kind of kind of fails because of that, that, that lack of energy, if you will, to, to, to move towards it. Ooh, that you know what you know you just hit a nerve there. Knowing that why, <laughs> I mean, woo, people can go through that exercise. That that is so deep. So those are those are really good, and that's very real. I even found you know that to be pretty true. But that uninspiring goals piece, that I'm like, hmm, that's kind of that's kind of a real big thing because people probably don't necessarily think that the goal that they're pulling together is uninspiring. So just just want to take a couple minutes and spend um, a little time on uh, some of the some of the tactical stuff. You know, so what do you what what do you consider like the key components of, a, of an effective action plan or of an effect? Yeah, yeah. an effective plan. Mm hmm. Exactly. Well, this is the, I think, really important and, and kind of uh, helps uh, also people understand why they fail sometimes, because people think that just writing the goal itself is, is it, but it isn't. All right. It really, there's really three key components to an act, to a effective uh, goal, uh, goal uh, mission plan, and that is having an inspiring goal, is having a plan that you're that uh, to accomplishment, and then the third component, which is really critical, is having a management system to keep yourself on track. And there are a number of worksheets and things in the book that allow uh, help people to actually create that plan because there's components to the plan. It's just not writing down two or three components of which, how you're going to do it. It's, it's a, there are some very nuanced, important things about a plan and the management of it that will lead to more success. So, so I, I think people might get inspiring, you know, and that they do need some kind of plan, but they might not really understand when you talk about management system, that might be kind of daunting. And, you know, a little bit overwhelming when folks think about that. So, you know, so what do you mean about that? Do you mean creating, you know, metrics and and measurements to go? Can you give us some examples of what that would look like? Yeah, sure. So so there's um, uh, when I say plan, there is 
the actual plan of the goal itself, and then there's a plan for the accountability uh, system and the derailments that that inevitably occur. So a lot of people get very good at writing a plan, and, and I've read a lot of business plans as an example in my life, and they every business plan that I've ever been given always has a happy ending. And here's the interesting thing about it is <laughs> that's great. Have those. We don't have those business plans always being successfully managed to that happy ending. So there's something missing. If you just write a plan, people a lot of times think that, that, that that's the most important thing. But a, a system of accountability and a system for when you fall off your horse, and I, I call it a fall off your horse plan, are two additional components to the plan for success, you know, for for bold goals in your life. So yeah, the, the vision of a complete plan is the actual steps you're going to take, a plan for accountability, and a plan for when you fall, fall off your horse. Oh, I love that. You know, we're going to take a quick commercial break and come back and talk a bit about the fall off your horse. And, and when you feel like you're discouraged or derailed, how do you get back on it? Oh, so that's some really good advice. So we'll be right back with you. Stay tuned with us to learn more about um, establishing goals and, and keeping to them. From an industry-leading journal and web publication highlighting professionals and best practices to boot camps and conferences featuring noted and accomplished speakers, Diversity MBA is a driving force in diversity, equity, and inclusion education. But Diversity MBA's education push extends beyond the public realm and into the private sector. Thanks to DMBA, enterprises embarking on their DEI journey have access to training webinars, leadership indexes, and more, all of which can help educate and transform a workforce. Embrace DEI. Diversity MBA can help. Visit www.diversitymbamagazine.com for more information. Come back. Okay, uh, thank you for staying tuned with us. Um, Ed, let's just dive right back in. Those of you, I'm with Ed Kopko, CEO of Bold Business and author of Project Like Bold. You can go to edkopko.com for the book. And, you know, we're continuing to have this conversation on really, you know, setting goals and sticking to them. So, as you know, I think I read this huge number, about 65% of people uh, fall off their horse. This is, um, I think, from some of the uh, the notes in, in your book when I was perusing. And um, so, when you you know, one when you're falling off the horse, what does that mean? And then, how do you get back on it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, I saw some stat that something like seventy five percent of people, uh, the most popular goal at the turn of the year is lose some weight. And uh, and then, as you're, you just mentioned, the, the highest percentage of them by the end of January have kind of given up, on, given up on it, and said, "Oh, I, I really fell apart here," you know. And so uh, we can we should actually plan to fall off our horse because at the end of the day, we're human. We we can't. We're not machines. We just don't do the same thing repeatedly all the time. So we have to. We have a little extra challenge than a machine does because of 
this human humanness uh, that we have to say, what do I do when when uh, I inevitably don't do what I'm supposed to do? And so uh, in the book, I go through and I created created some worksheets to say you need a fall off your horse plan. And the fall off your horse plan takes a little bit of thought. It's not that hard. But, you know, as an example, uh, you know, if it was a weight example, you'd say, okay, what happens when I have that really bad night and I fall off my horse and I've eaten way too much than, you know, I really should have and I feel just destroyed and, you know, it's like, oh, heck with it. I can't make this happen. And you, you fall back into your into your habits. So how do you put together some ideas and some actions to help you stop that? Okay. And if you plan it ahead of time that you know this is happening, you can sometimes prevent the fall off the horse. So some of your plan can include prevention or some of the uh, 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 aspect can be how do I get back up as quickly as possible? Forgive myself for whatever uh, failing I had with, you know, towards my goal, and how do I get back up? And one of the tricks of that one is a sense of having uh, accountability. So, uh, I, you know, I talk about that, Pam, and I know you're very familiar with the with it as well. But a system of accountability to not just yourself, but to outside world or other people can also help you avoid fall off your horse plan, fall off your horse. Yeah, that's that's really good. Uh, And because and also um, just resetting. I know I think I read um, uh, in your book where you kind of said when you do fall off, you can just, you know, just reset. And people tend to think, oh, I can't go back. I can't reset, you know, and and begin again. But actually, it's okay to do that. You know, whatever happened yesterday happened yesterday, right? <laughs> and to and to just move forward. People just have to, I think, get comfortable with that. Um, so I just want to add. Oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just going to add that you know we we have Charles Duhigg call, talks about habits, and we have triggers, routines, and rewards that we give ourselves, and changing Mm -hmm. habits are really hard. So sometimes what happens if it's like a weight goal, we have this habit of wanting to maybe eat while we're watching TV at night, or have a big meal because you you kind of underfed yourself during the day, and you you need the reward of a big meal at night, much bigger than (laughs) you need or deserve. And so how do you manage those habits and you have mm-hmm. a plan to say, how do I substitute, you know, for the routine that I have uh, fallen myself in, some new kind of uh, habit, you know, so that it takes me away from my bad habits and move me more towards my goal. Yeah, I like that. Uh, and that is so true. And it takes, you know, it takes, you know, 30 days, in some cases, 60 days to really change that. So it's creating that ritual where, you know, you can start to change the way you did things before. Um, so, you know, before we um, uh, change the subject, I just wanted to, you know, you share with folks a little bit, you know, about boldness. You know, what what does, you know, a bold goal mean? You know, what 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 came from that when you said, you know, setting this bold goal? Bold wasn't just something you picked out like that. That that's that was very intentional. 
in people, um, what you wanted people to do when they think about establishing a bold goal and being able to truly achieve it. Um, share a little bit of the nuggets that you were thinking when you developed this. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it's you know, there's a, a concept to me. You 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 know a bold goal when you hear it. Okay, so when people say something that they're shooting for or whatever, you go, wow, or you just take a little extra notice. And what uh, what we I try to do in the book is help, uh, uh, um, let's call it uh, clarify and give people the ability to say, how do I measure? How can I do some things to make this goal a little 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 bit more bold. In the, in the book, I have a character called Boldy, and he has a choice in life to say whether I'm going to go up, you know, what we call ordinary hill, or do I try to climb bold mountain? And, you know, the inspiration that we get from trying to climb up a bold mountain can literally carry us towards that. And one of the things that I've observed is there are some techniques and some actual, uh, actual specific things you can do to make a goal more bold. So as an example, if you if you are looking at at uh, saving some more money for your kids college education and you said, "Well, I want to save a little more money this year." And you just kind of, you know, let, let that be your goal versus saying, "I want to save X dollars and I want to have enough money in an account to pay for my kids college education." within the next six years, okay? Now, all of a sudden, you've got something that you're saying, I, my goal is to pay, have a paid-off account for my, my kids' education or pay off my mortgage in five years or 10 years. Those become inspiring versus, oh, I'm going to save a little more. So, so we actually have a, a, in the book a, a, an ability to say, how do you make something more inspiring? You know, so if it was like a physical activity, do I make a personal best or do you actually also measure it against, you know, yourself in town? You know, so I want to run a race and end up in the top 10% of a, of a 10K race this year, you know, in my local town or whatever. Now, all of a sudden, that goal becomes inches up to become more and more inspiring. Ah, oh, I love that. I love that. Actually, I was going to ask you for another uh, a nugget, a nugget or wisdom of advice, but <laughs> you just gave you just gave that. That's really good. I really like that. And you don't think about when you write your goal. Now, how do I make it even more more energized? But you're so right because you know what? When I when somebody says, "Oh, I'm going to try and go achieve this," you know, the wow factor does inherently come in. And so, that, thank you for that tip. So now I'll be able yeah, to. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have one other uh, uh, technique that I didn't put in the book, but I, you know, Ooh, I share. shared it in my notes from in my notes from Ed uh, that that go out. There's another technique that you can make a goal inspiring, you know, and I okay. did it for myself, myself, and that's that's working more from the negative, but it is actually very inspiring. I recently made a bet with my wife that if I didn't, uh, if I ate uh, sugared sweets for the next ninety days, that I had to give her five thousand dollars to um, uh, as you know as a punishment for myself. And I wrote the check, handed her the check, and, and I said, if I, you see me any sugared sweets, you just cash the check. Well, <laughs> that, 
that negative motivation uh, created such an energy in me. There was no way during those 90 days that I was going to allow myself to have any sugared sweets. The byproduct, I, I had, she didn't have to give me anything in return, so she ripped up the check. But I lost five pounds during those 90 days because I had stopped eating some sweets at night. See that that's awesome. I love that. I love that. That that's some serious motivation. <laughs> that's um, motivation. I, I, that's a serious motivation. And and I love that so so very much. Uh in terms of what you did and, and you kind of switched it. That that's what do they call that reverse psychology? Um thank you for sharing that because that, that is a that is a big deal. I actually did some, you know, some goal setting. Um, around you know getting you know eliminating sugar as well. So any of you that out there you know have done some things that have been successful, uh, please give us a call at seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight about achieving goals, not just losing weight, but about achieving goals. So Ed, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We're going to, and you're welcome. You know if you have time to stay apart, but we're going to uh, bring on um, Delena. Michelle Elliott, our other expert from Mind Your Money, um, right after this commercial break. And, you know, together you guys bought, you know, incredible insights all year. And we continue to, you know, look forward to you guys to do that for us again this year. So thank you so much for taking this time and sharing with us the um, the elements of, of Project Boat Life. We'll be right back right after this commercial break. <laughs> okay, thank you. Don't let the tight labor market get in the way of your company's success. Open your mind to new ideas and open your enterprise to new workforce solutions. With bold business, companies can leverage extensive global assets and a lengthy track record of success in reducing labor costs. Don't let borders get in the way of giving your company the best possible workforce. For remote positions, Bold Business can save clients up to 30 to 50% with skilled and experienced candidates from a global talent pool. Head to boldbusiness.com for more information. Welcome. This is Pam McElveen, your host with uh, the Inclusive Voice, and I hope those of you enjoyed our show so far, please feel free to call in at 773-763-9278 with any questions or comments. Um, so I just had Ed Kopko with me, and he was tremendous um, in giving us some insight. So joining me now is uh, Delena Michelle Elliott, our um, guest and host of Mind Your Money, um, CEO of uh, Wealth Management. Um, so good morning, uh, Delena. Good morning, Pamela. How are you? I am great. Thank you. So, hey, where are you calling from? I am calling from the Queen City of Charlotte, North Carolina. <laughs> Ooh, how, how's your weather? It's a little brisk. Um, there's still ice on my car, but the sun is shining. And those of you that like your sweaters and your boots, it's perfect weather for that today. Yeah, well, we're kind of like that here in Chicago. I'm surprised that it gets a little that chilly in, in the South. So, so you know, we we spent the first half of the show. We had Ed Kopko with us talking about you know bold goals, establish what you need to do to uh, to achieve those goals, and he was talking about how you know people fail because they don't have a lack of a system. 
um, to achieve their goal. And he talked about sometimes they have these uninspiring goals, and and mostly he said they don't know their why. And boy, I know about the why. I, I usually that's one of my staples in asking folks. So what is your why? You ask somebody to tell you your why ten times, and they'll tell you ten different answers. And and so what. Um, but what he really he left with us is he left with us this negative uh, he said inspiration where you know he he told his wife if I you know dip into the sugar here's this here's this great you know financial reward here's this check of five thousand dollars you can go spend it but if I if I stay away from it you know um, I get it back and I said what a great incentive to do that. And I don't know that I'll do that because somebody might say, oh, I accidentally cashed it. Oops. <laughs> but it's <laughs> kind of crazy. So, so uh, Delaney, just, you know, this is take a couple minutes. And I, I really would like the audience to know um, a bit about your background. Um, I mean, my goodness, your financial advisor, your coach, your planner, your CEO, <laughs> all, all these things we do. So if you don't mind taking a couple minutes and sharing a little bit about um, your your um your journey. Well, thank you, Pamela. Like you said, I'm definitely a um, a financial advisor. Uh, my favorite part uh, is being a financial coach. I absolutely love uh, working with um, uh, women, helping them understand what they what they want to do, why money, you know, mind managing that can becoming a money master. And so in that, I have over 30 years of uh, mortgage banking experience and uh, in the financial services industry, um, served in the, some of the largest banks here you know, in the country. Um, my husband and I decided to go into um, life insurance and annuities um, to add to our skill and our office and practice you know, in mortgage banking due to the volatility of the market. You know, we had to make a, a shift in our own career. Um, and so that's why, you know, that's such a passion for me to help, you know, women do that as well. So with that, you know, um, again, just really helping to navigate that. I had to navigate my own story, you know, financially. So I'm bringing that now, Pam, to the world. So I thank you so much for giving me the platform to share. Yeah, you know, and, and thank you for your contribution in 22 and more to come in 23, uh, you know, providing, you know, the Mind Your Money tips uh, throughout the year. I'll just tell you the, the richness of the bold goal and Mind Your Money to our show, um, I think was incredible and, and very relevant. So um, just, you know, digging in just a little bit in terms of um, what did you find was the most, you know, what some of the, you know, maybe the top few most challenging things that people had in this environment as a related as their relationship to money. The, the number one thing, Pam, that I found was the fear um, because I deal with a lot of you know, retirement agents, you know, prep, preparing for retirement. Um, a lot of my clients were fearful, you know, of not being ready, um, outliving their money. Because they're coming into their age, they've worked so many years, and now they're no longer contributing to the degree that they were, and they're ready to live, you know, off the money that they saved for so many years. And then looking at the economic climate, of course, you know, COVID-19, et cetera, they were fearful. 
And so we were working together to bring strategies so that they could mitigate their risk, um, understand that they are, are in control, and they don't have to feel disempowered. Mm, mm, that's good. That's good. And that fear is real. That's 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 good. And even um, the risk factor, because you still today even have, you know, what we consider safe investment entities. Not so much, you know. Yeah. So so that other risk that are associated with that. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. And, and so when you say when you say other risk associated, what do you, what do you mean by that? There's a few risks that people don't take into, into consideration. There's there's a tax rate risk. Um, mm. Right now, we're looking at, right now, uh, Pamela, there's over $20 trillion of non-tax dollars in putting in retirement accounts today. Think about that, over $20 trillion. So wow. Think about the national debt of our country. Where do you think Congress is going to look to offset the national debt. They're going to look at dollars that have not been taxed that are owed to the government. So, of course, no. the retirement account, they've got a secret partner called the government, the IRS. And that money uh-huh. has not been taxed yet. So there's a tax rate risk, you know, wow. the retirement accounts are concerned because right now you don't know when or what the tax rates are going to be when you turn your your 401k, your IRA into income. Mm. That, ooh, that's good. She sounds like an expert. <laughs> so, you know... No, that's that's wow. I, I I mean that's deep. We could probably you probably could do a show on that yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What are you you know in sharing some of you know what you just talked about? You know, getting um, going into the new year. You know, many of us were setting financial goals so that we can even be in a better financial uh, position this time of year. However, you know, like any other New Year goals, as Ed has shared with us. We can lose sight of the, you know, of them being of motivation, especially with the daily challenges, you know, that impact our ability to make some of the financial choices we want to make. You know, how can we, you know, step up, uh, rise up to meet those challenges and still continue to achieve the financial goals we desire? The first thing that I would do, Pam, um, and advise clients to do is to look at where your money is. There's three buckets of money, and it's my favorite conversation to have. There's a taxable bucket, a tax deferred, and then a tax free. And so when you look at your portfolio, you look at the money that you have saved in in these various accounts. We want to help you move money into what we call a tax free or tax advantage vehicles so that, again, we mitigate against the tax rate risk. And then you have control. You feel confident. You know, you're protected against market volatility. So the first thing to do is to look at where your money is. And then, again, talk with an advisor so we can make sure that we can help you with those decisions. But that way you feel good about 
step number one, finding your money, knowing what bucket it's in and how it's going to be impacted by the, the tax rate risk. The second thing would be to understand um, what you want money for. Like you said, Pam, the why. What do you want your money to do? How do you want your money to serve you, you know, as you are transitioning from working or even, even from our, our younger audience, what are you working for? You know, what do you want money to do for you? And like Ed uh, talked about, write down some goals that you want money to do. And then it, it gives you a better control over money instead of money having control over you. Oh, that's good. So what I find is interesting, when you talk about your three buckets, they all are related to taxes. <laughs> that's, that's kind of scary to say that that's the foundation of our, our financial world, taxable, tax-deferred, and tax-free. I'm like, mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, so that this is powerful. We're, we're going to take a quick uh, commercial break, and we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about, you know, what 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 was some of your best advice um, last year when you th- when you reflect on um, mind your money? Um, clearly, we got these this, the, the three tier tax <laughs> tax strategies that we need to know in these buckets and and know your why, which is really c- critical. But I'm looking thinking about some basic things that folks can do. So we're going to be right back with with Delana Elliott, our mind your money expert, and right after this commercial break. Keep your finger on the pulse of the diversity, equity, and inclusion movement. Check out diversitymbamagazine.com. As a dedicated news and media focal point for workplaces, professionals, and students, diversitymbamagazine.com is chock full of profiles of accomplished professionals in the DEI space, as well as notes of recognition and other newsworthy items. Check out the 2021 50 Out Front, get the skinny on diversity recruiting, Tap into the latest in DEI. Go to diversitymbamagazine.com and subscribe for updates. Thank you all for being with us. If you have any, if you have any questions uh, for, for Pam or Delana, call in at 773-763-9278. Uh, we have our financial expert with us, Delana Michelle Elliott, um, financial coach as well. Um, as advisor and and um, and strategist, so from a coach perspective, Delena, what you know, what are some of the things that the frame of thinking that you like um, your clients to to be in as you get started? Because you talked about the fear um, that people have of, of what to do, but what you know, what do you like to get them to begin to uh, to think so they can start seriously? Um, creating a financial plan? The first thing I like to do is to help them identify whether, they're, whether they have any what I call money wounds. You know, like we talked earlier about the trauma um, that we uh, are experiencing in our community and, some, you know, in our culture. So there, there's some underlying, you know, um, um, psychology, you know, of how and why we make our money decisions. And so I, I walk my clients through identifying money wounds. You know, what, what are your core beliefs about money? What may stop them from 
asking for the raise or, um, you know, determining that they want to save, et cetera. What are creating those habits? And so once we identify that, then we walk to, you know, some strategy to, to start healing those wounds and disassociating negative, you know, um, ideas around money. So let me let me ask you real quickly. Let me uh, interrupt you quickly. So, what's an example of a money wound? Money wound would be if you are when you were younger, you may have um, watched your parents fight over money. You may have overheard, you know, um, um, we don't have enough. Okay. Uh, one of my, you know, one of my clients he said when they would go to the grocery store, her parents, you know, would have them tell them the price of the cereal. You know, they're three or four or five years old, and they got to say, okay, tell all this five dollars, mom, or you know, we're going to get the generic brand. You know, just something okay. simple like that. You know, so that, wow. that leads into, yeah, that leads into as an adult when you go to the grocery store, you're putting everything in the basket because you could not do it when you were a child, but you're not mm-hmm. even connecting the dots. And that's why you're overspending in the grocery store. So we identify, you know, if there if there's wounds there that's, that's driving your adult behavior, you know, as it pertains to your money. Oh, that's that's a little bit of psychology. Okay, <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even understand that, but that you know that is real. That is so real, and you know, and that's that's that connects to a large part of the population people. You know, there's only you know there is truly there truly is the one percent and the ith percent. You know, and, and even when you're looking at what our our new upper middle class looks like, you know, the money wounds are real. Um, now, when you're adding you know the, the tax issue on top of that, uh, tax scenarios. Um, okay, so thank you for that definition. I just wanted I just want a little bit of that of that clarity. Um, and so you were continuing to talk about, um, you know, what how, how to get people ready for, you know, yeah. doing doing the big plan. Mm-hmm. The first thing you want to, you know, organize. And I know it, it may be redundant, but organize, you know, your assets. Hire, hire your professionals, you know, life insurance, you know, your CPAs. The people that in your life that can help you, again, identify where your money is, what you want your money to do for you, how much you have, um, where you're spending it, et cetera. And so if, if, before you even hire a professional, if, you, if you're kind of reluctant about that, Pam, you can get a spreadsheet, right, just a simple Excel spreadsheet, and list out your bills when they're due, I even have some clients kind of go to and get a, a Google calendar, right? And, then, and whatever date that their bills are due, just write it in on that calendar and make that calendar visible. And as you're looking at that calendar of when your bills are due, look at when your income, you know, when your paycheck or, or your rental income, however your, your earned income is coming in, when is it hitting the bank? And sometimes, Pam, you know, it's just a matter of making sure that the money is there when the bills are due because you're looking at it. It's not happenstance and you just kind of, you know, letting things happen by osmosis. You're controlling that. And then if you, you can kind of see if, there's a, if, there, if something is off, you know, if you have more bills 
do, then the money is coming in at that particular time of the month. You can call your creditors and, and change your due dates. As simple as that will help wow. have control over their money in, in the month. Okay, so it's teaching control over over the money. And I know this may sound like basic sense uh, uh, strategies, but it's real because particularly in your underrepresented populations, there's so many that do that day-to-day, check-to-check living, and they don't don't feel like they can get out of that vicious cycle. So, So let me just ask you like around you know people talk about wealth so you're just you're talking about some mm-hmm. basic strategies and then on the flip side people talk about wealth um to be able to uh you know we gotta get our populations you know our underserved served populations in a mindset of thinking about wealth um you know what are your comments on that i, I think i think wealth is relative Again, when you understand and know what you want money to do, then you can build a system or a practice around it as far as how you're going to earn it, how you're going to spend it, how you're going to save it, and how you're going to transfer it to the next generation. And so, uh, of course, you know, I'm a, life, a licensed life insurance you know, advisor. So we look at the, the foundation of wealth. And life insurance, cash value life insurance, um, Pam, as, as much as it is kind of over there to the left, it is so powerful because each generation, Pam, as you know, a lot of times in our culture, we have to start from scratch because there's no wealth transfer, you know, even in the, in the areas of life insurance that are helping that next generation succeed or get ahead. And so, this, again, simplicity of just making sure that there's enough life insurance that is passed down to give that next generation just that heads up. It's just one one of the tools that we're using in our wealth building conversation. Oh, that's that's powerful. I think you know we're going to have to do a show and just talking about that. But what you said, oh my goodness, you said wealth is relative. Right, it's relative to that person's yeah. circumstances and what we can position them uh, to believe. Oh my goodness, that's incredible! So we're we're going to take a. I can't believe that we're almost at the end of the hour. We're going to take a quick commercial break and come back, and then Delena, I'm going to look for you to give people, uh, you know, what they can do right now. You actually have given some good nuggets, but uh, have you give them some nuggets that something they can add to their 2023 goal and be proud to achieve? So we'll be right. Right back after this last commercial break and my goodness what a great conversation the world is embracing a remote globalized and diverse workforce is your organization prepared when it comes to understanding all the nuances of diversity diversity mba can help from an industry-leading journal and web publication highlighting professionals and best practices to boot camps and conferences featuring noted and accomplished speakers, Diversity MBA is a driving force in diversity, equity, and inclusion education. Check out diversitymbamagazine.com and take the first step towards transforming your organization. 
Okay. Welcome back, folks. This is uh, us winding down. Oh, my goodness. What a great conversation we've had this morning in our last couple minutes. So, Delana, we, we have about a minute and a half left. And, oh, what an incredible uh, conversation, just full of nuggets. I appreciate that. Where can folks go to find more information about um, Mind Your Money? Okay, so um, we definitely can can go to Wealth Management, uh, Fidelity Health, to to find the information on there. Seems like we might have had a little uh, technical issue here. But um, as we're wrapping up our show, some of the good nuggets that were shared with us in terms of what you can do from uh, Delana Michelle Elliott were incredible. Um, I, I love Know Where Your Money Is. Understand your why, you know, and clearly understanding these taxable, these buckets of tax, taxable, tax deferred, and tax free, how your money is working for you or not. And then what um, Ed Copco bought to us around understanding your why about goal setting. And some of the strategies, the combination of the two of them gave us was, uh, you know, Delana was saying, you know, you know, know when your, your uh, due dates are. For on your on your bills on your credit cards and you actually have the ability to be in control and to change those. So with that being said, feel free to um, and then set accountability and having accountability to go along with some key strategies, basic strategies that you're setting is going to allow you to achieve those goals. So with that, uh, we want to say, hey, we'll see you next week. I'm Pam McElvain, your host of The Inclusive Voice, and thank you all for staying tuned. And thank you, Devin, for a great uh, support of the show.